Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast. Um, this week we're going to do our MMA segment by itself, a standalone show. Be sure to check out our boxing segment if you haven't already. Check that out. We have the reviews of the best fights of the past week and the previews for the biggest boxing events this coming week. Um, my name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. And welcome to the MMA segment of the Fight Shed. Hello, hello. How was your weekend? Good. How was yours? Mine was uh, non-eventful only because I was trying to... Uh, recoup from daylight savings time that I just hate. Yeah, you, uh, you mentioned that in the boxing uh, segment. Yeah. Um, what's the worst part about it? For some reason, my body just feels like I need that extra hour. So, like when um, it's a spring forward, you know, it's seven o'clock in the morning, and for me, I don't have to get up till eight. It it it's already eight, and it feels like to me, I'm not ready yet. So, is your body adjusted to the the sea, the sunlight? Like whenever if it's dark outside, still. Or well, daylight, or I like it dark in my my place. So yeah. putting on a light is uh, rare for me, and I like it cold. So that also helps me hibernate. Yeah. Um. But you know, the interesting note about daylight savings time is, I guess apparently, um, our um, I guess our government is going to ban it or or just not do it anymore. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. What do you think about that? Oh no, every I guess everyone's excited, but I mean, it's just. I guess. Do you know me, why we had it? What I've heard is as because people were working in the fields for so many years early on and coming home at late at darkness or something like that around those lines. Yeah, I think. So, so I, I believe one was farming. It, mm-hmm. it was helping the farmers uh, during the summer uh, yeah. have more hours. Uh, the other one I heard was when we were going through wars um, and we were having factory workers and it would motivate factory workers uh, to go to work when they saw the sun. Uh, so they wanted to try to to in, entice them instead of darkness because darkness feels like they're supposed to be home. Yeah. But that's why they were doing it. But huh. clearly there are a couple states like Arizona that said, nah, I'm not buying it. All. Yeah. <laughs> they just know, never Arizona, did it, right? Arizona was one of the smart yeah. ones, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm honestly, I think it's an old uh, tradition. I think we should ban it. So I'm glad to hear that they're going to try to do it. Did you know in Texas, speaking of old traditions, in Texas, it's illegal to carry uh, fence cutters in the back of your truck or in your vehicle. What? Yeah. It's an old Texas law that, so you, cause you know, Why? cause back in the day, you know, if you wanted to go through barbed wire or something like that, you just yeah. get fence cutters and cut them. And so they made that illegal. So that's because still, there were what rustlers that yeah, were stealing rustlers, cows, stealing and, cows stuff? and things like that. So, um, you might want to fact check me, but I think that's still one of the uh, unspoken laws or un, you know, laws that, that nobody really enforces. I'm going to believe you on that, yeah. you know? And yeah. you know what? Maybe we should have a new sec- segment. Let's let's every uh, week come up with a, an obscure law that we bring obscure, up and everybody can right? figure can that out. Can you imagine how many there probably are? There's nobody even knows, you know, the different laws that are out there um, that we make on a spur of the moment sometimes on just yeah. some one random thing happens. Yeah. Oh, we need a law for that. Yeah. So. Well, look, we also had some great MMA fights. Man, we sure did. I I'll will say, tell you this uh, much. I was sitting there watching this, and it was so so exciting, and I forgot that they bring hometown heroes in to fight, uh-huh. you know, from, you know, London or what or whatnot, from yeah. that country, mm-hmm. and I think I remember six months ago when they did it the last time, I told you to remind me, always pick the hometown fighters, yeah. and so I'm sitting there, and I didn't pick some of them, I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta remember <laughs> next time, because they made it really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Well, this past Saturday night, March 19th, we did have UFC Fight Night, Volkov versus Aspinall, live from London, the O2 Arena. 
Kicking us off was Jai Herbert versus Ilya Taporia in a lightweight division match. Well, I tell you, with some of the other big, bigger names on this card in their hometown arena, these two had to open the card with a statement, and one of them sure did. No, definitely. It was a great uh, back and forth couple minutes, first round. Um, Ilya Taporia, you know, stays undefeated uh, at the end of this, and he gets a big knockout, huge knockout. Nasty probably, combo. Probably knockout of the year. Yes. Um, in the second round, Jai Herbert goes out cold, body just lifeless body on the ground yeah. on the mat um thankfully he's he's okay absolutely so thankfully but um yeah man it was just one of those um great way to kick off the fight show great way to kick off the card um again i think it's one of the probably the knockout of the year so far yeah right? absolutely so we do have taporia who was in trouble for that first couple of minutes he was he got yeah. knocked down he got dazed and confused i guess in the, in that in that uh in that first round he does come out on win. His new record is now 12-0, 4-0 in the UFC. Was ranked 23rd. I think he's going to probably be ranked around 18 yeah. now. Um, what do you think? What's, what do you think's next for him? Well, it's exciting to see him watch and see him fight. So, um, I have two names. Okay. I have a Drew Dauber at 21st. Yeah. Um, or the popular name of the month, Bobby Green at 20th. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I like the Drew Dauber fight. Drew Dauber, he... Um, he almost did the same thing what Taporia did last time. He did. Was knocked down in the first round mm-hmm. and uh, fought back and got the win. Eventual TKO. I like that. I have a Brad Rydell or a Diego Fiera, um ranked a little bit higher than uh, uh-huh. Tapor- than uh, than Taporia is just right now. Uh, Jai Herbert now eleven and four, one and three in the UFC. Was ranked forty second. Where do you see him now? Well, he got caught with a good combo punch in this uh, fight. Um, he needs to get a win uh, because he is one and three in the UFC, like you said. Um, I have at fifty eighth uh, Fariz Ziam. He's twelve and four and two and two, and coming off a loss as well. I like a Mason Jones. Um, okay, he's uh, I believe on a three fight winning streak, uh, or the winner of this week's fight um, that's on a preliminary card. Uh, a versus Borishev, uh, the winner of that fight, and they're, they're ranked a little bit lower than yeah. than uh, Jai Herbert is. But like you said, um, Herbert needs a win and try to get back on track because one in three in the UFC is skating Four that years. borderline. Yeah, right? you're teetering, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I like how the the boxing schedule would line up if that if they wouldn't make the that fight between those two people that are coming up. Um, next up on the card, we have Molly McCann versus Luana Carolina. 56% of the votes um, came in for Molly McCann for our Pick'em League, and uh, 44% voted for uh, Luana Carolina. This was a flyweight division battle. Well, the hometown hero in McCann did not disappoint her fans, did they? No, she didn't. I mean, it was a, a first round. I, I scored the rounds out. I scored... Uh, Molly McCann uh, with the 10-9 the first round. She she looked on point. She was pumped that the crowd was yeah. right behind her, getting a lot of good shots. Carolina didn't didn't seem like to um she was all there the first round. She didn't, but you know, McCann, he's she's a good fighter. She is full of energy. She was pressuring her opponent yeah. the whole time. The whole time. And it seemed like her opponent was weathering the storm though, too, for yeah. for the most part. Second round was kind of a toss up, if you yeah. go into the second round where uh Carolina started kind of waking up, yeah, just trading shots. Even in the third round, we have Carolina egging her, you know, begging her yeah. to come bring it, bring it, bring it. 
and boy did Molly McCann bring it. Well, didn't she did. She? What an elbow, right? The elbow from that heard around the the arena, right? Yeah, the Liverpool elbow is what we probably should call it now. Wow. Molly McCann defeats Luann Carolina via knockout in the fir- in the third round. Um, okay. Never mind. That's knockout of the year so far. <laughs> it, it, it is. And what did you think of her celebration? Did you see what she did? Just go out everywhere. She jumped. Go, she jumped the yeah, fence. Yeah. She goes over and she hugs Dana White and just saying, "I'm, you know, I'm yeah. the girl, whatever." Yeah, 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 yeah. She's grabbing a belt from a fan. She's bringing it back in. I mean, it, it's there's nothing better than than seeing. Uh, a fighter celebrating and yeah. I don't and I think it was respectively I don't think it was arrogant or anything like that so it was just cool to see it yeah I, I like that but I liked her celebrating but I don't know what the belt signified you know what I mean it was, yeah I didn't need her because she's not even close to the title not fight close, right? right but, but it was cool yeah. right I, I really enjoyed it and, I was it was really hard and did you not think that that at, at, at you know at one point that that belt was the real belt I yeah. was like man that looks like a real belt where did she, she get, get that yeah. from or that's a really good copy of it you yeah, know it somebody spent some money on that yeah. I'm pretty sure they're waiting for it and at the end it was like yeah. hey where's my belt where's my belt <laughs> no offense but that belt's three hundred dollars right yeah 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 definitely yeah. Um, Molly McCann now twelve in four overall five and three in the UFC was ranked twenty eight I. Put around um twenty three now okay. in that area. Uh, I probably next have, have her matched up against a Melissa Gatto okay. or a JJ Aldrich. Well, you read my notes because I like Aldrich. Uh, she is eleven and four and seven and three in the UFC and on a winning streak. How about Luana Carolina? Eight and two, three and one in now in the UFC. Uh, she's she was very game. She definitely could take a punch. Um, I like right above her Jasmine Jazudazavi. At seven and one and one and zero. Uh, yeah, she's now ranked eight and two, uh, three and one. This is her first loss in the UFC. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I just one of those lucky lucky shots, I guess. Right. Well, and you are fighting in someone else's backyard. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah, that, that there that is energy. some point There's to some it, energy. Right? Well, she was ranked thirty second. Um, I have her fighting maybe a Victoria Leonardo okay. or uh, a Mandy Brom, which is a little bit like maybe one of the last ranked uh, fighters in this division. Uh, but just get back on that that winning streak. And and she's going to be a fun fight to watch. I mean, yeah. she is. Yeah, hopefully this has nothing like her. This knockout doesn't set her back too bad. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, you know, because sometimes... You, you hear of people getting knocked out and they're never the same yeah. as so far as fighting. She just needs to realize that this was a perfect shot. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything she did wrong. Yeah. You know, and yeah, take definitely. it as that. So two for two on the uh, UFC fight night. What great, a great, 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 great card, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the third um, third match of the night, we had Gunnar Nelson versus Takashi Salto with 66% of the votes going for Nelson and 34% of the votes going for Sato. This was a welterweight division clash. Well, for a fighter that had a 29-month layoff, he got right back in that win column. Yeah, definitely. Gunnar Nelson, I mean, he, he was injured He was injured by the mountain. I don't know if you knew that. He he was sparring the mountain. From, I did not know that. From, from Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, Oh, yeah. my gosh. And so he was sparring him, and I think he broke a rib or two. Um so it goes to show you don't 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 spar with a mountain. Spar He's with a someone guy, your own right? size, right? Yeah. So he that was part of his reason that, for being laid off for so long. Um, but he does come back, makes a self successful comeback after two years, um, and he dominates Takashi Sato 
um, to get a decision win, 30-26 across the board. I feel sorry for Sato. He couldn't do anything. Once he got onto the ground and... Nelson had his back for the whole almost two and a half rounds. Yeah, definitely. And um, and it was constant submission attempt after submission. I mean, literally there was a point where Sato was just in the third round. He was so frustrated. Yeah. He kind of backhanded a punch to his face like, come yeah. on, man. You're killing me, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Sato just um didn't didn't have a chance at all, and there no, was no, he nothing he could do. Gunnar Nelson just put him in that triangle lock and um, body lock, triangle body lock, and just went. If he couldn't get a submission, he was just raining down some heavy blows onto the head. And and that triangle on his stomach, it, you could tell it was Bowen Constrictor. Yeah. Just I don't even know how he's able to breathe. Yeah, definitely. Go Gunnar Nelson. Um, is now 18-5-1 overall. 9-5 in the UFC, was ranked 27th. Um, I have him maybe next fighting. Uh, how about Tim Means? That's I name. saw that. And another name I have is Kevin Holland. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That would be an exciting fight. I did not see that yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, I figured you pick one of my names. They're, they're two popular names. I've got 23rd at 23rd, 16-5, and 8-5 and in the UFC, Nico Price. Mm-hmm. Or an Alex Morano at 29th, 21 yeah, like and seven. Alex Morano. I just I don't know if I want to set him up because you know, who are you setting like up? Morano. Are you? Know, yeah, because it looks like Gunnar Nelson's probably you know on that track. That he is, isn't he? That coming back two 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 years layoff can be almost a blessing because you you know you're just yeah. working out. You're not really cutting weight and all that. Yeah, and so you know. But I, I'll tell you, those are four big names that we yeah. named off. Normally we're naming some names and eh, but yeah. <laughs> the, these are going to be some exciting fights if Mudum get matched up. Uh Takashi Sato 16 and 5 overall, 2 and 3 in the UFC, ranked 54 coming into the bout. What do you, what do you think's next round? Well, I like me some Jason Witt at 54 through 19 and 8 and 2 and 3 in the UFC and is coming off a loss. I also have Jason Witt here too, so that or a Trevin Giles. Okay, he's, I like that one too. Coming off a fight yeah. too. So, um, you know, this was a good fight. I mean, it was. This was a good fight. It was still a good fight, even though it was on the ground. Even though Gutter Nelson had ninety percent of the momentum, ninety percent of the fight. Um, but it was still a great fight. But again, like I said earlier, this is a guy that hasn't fought in almost thirty months. So to see him come back and dominate on the ground yeah. like he did, yeah, against a formidable opponent, yeah, definitely. was impressive. Yeah, definitely. Next up on the card, we have Patty Pimlet versus Rodrigo Vargas. 78% of our fans voted for Pimlet, Pimlet and 22% voted for Vargas. This was a lightweight division clash. Well, there were lots of pressure for their hometown hero, and he needed a huge statement to continue his rise in the UFC. And boy, did he deliver. Patty Pimlet brought the whole crowd to their feet with a submission victory um, over Rodrigo Rodrigo Vargas, but that's not to say he wasn't in trouble the first right. couple minutes of the first round. V- Vargas was smart because his uh, his strategy was to take Pimblet down. He got him to the ground real quick. He he uh, he got him against a cage, landed some really good strikes really against him. Um, but you know, Patty made his way back to the back to his feet and then started pressuring him against the cage. In the, in the end, we do have that submission win by Pimblet. Um, he is now eighteen and three. Overall, with and two and zero in the UFC, came coming in ranked fiftieth in the UFC. 
Did you see a celebration with the uh, the female fighter McCann? Yeah, she. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a that nice awesome? one. That both of them are from the same, you know, yeah. city, Liverpool, and of course they're in England, so everyone was loving that. Yeah. So, uh, Pimlet, what are we gonna do with him? Uh, are Are we ready for a title fight for him? <laughs> right. N- no. Okay. No. Well, he's fiftieth still. Uh, probably gonna move up a little bit. He's eighteen and three, two and zero now. You'll see. Uh, Boy, I tell you, all the hype right now, you'd think he's a top 10 undefeated fighter, wouldn't you think? Yeah, with all that hype, yeah, everyone, you would think that he would be fighting Conor McGregor next or someone yeah, right? in that, that name. Um, but he did have some heat with a fighter earlier in the night. He did, but from from all accounts that I've read, that he doesn't want that. He, he's he Even he said he uh, Taporia right. was the one calling him out, but um, I don't think he'll do... I think Tapuria is a beast, beast, bigger beast than he is. So you don't think Pimblet is ready yet for, no, for Tapuria? No, I don't think so. And I think they might be in different weight class. I'm not sure, but um, no, I don't like that fight. Just you don't yet. like that fight. Okay, what fight do you like? Oh, well, I have a couple names here. Okay. I have a Claudio Poyas. Okay, um, ranked in that area, probably ranked uh, top forty-ish. Uh, or I have a gatekeeper here. If you say the name that I think is crazy, it's going to be funny if you say his name. Yeah, yeah. You got? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. How about a Clay Guida? The Tasmanian Devil. You looked at my notes. <laughs> that is my selfish matchup. Yeah, yeah. I what do, that would be so, so you, fun. You, you kind of are realistic about that, too. Yeah, I would like that. I think so, Clay, right? Clay Guida is on the opposite, coming down you know, yeah. from a great career. Yeah. And then uh, Pimlet is on the rise up. So meet in the middle. I'm going to tell you, that's a scary fight for Plymouth. Yeah, it is. Let, let's it is just scary. be honest. It I mean, scary. we can laugh and giggle because we love Clay Guida and he brings it, but he yeah. brings it. He does bring it. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. How about for Rodrigo Vargas, 11-5 and five overall with a 1-3 UFC He record. needs a win, doesn't he? He sure does. Um, well, I'll tell you what, if we're he's... He's ranked way down there. Uh, what about Alex Munoz at sixty six? He's six and two. He's zero and two. So they're both coming off on losses. That sounds good. How about Luigi Vanderimini? He also has a loss against Patty Pimblett. So oh, they both okay. they both would have a, a, a common opponent, and they're both are in need of a win. I like that. Yeah. Well, that that's what three for three ish. We're three right? for three yeah. in uh, London. Next up on the card, we have Arnold Allen versus Dan Hooker in a lightweight division match. 56% of the voters voted for Arnold Allen. 44% of the voters voted for Dan Hooker. I'll tell you, one fighter returned to the featherweight division while the other was coming off a 11-month hiatus. Yeah, definitely in it. I mean, worlds apart, I think. Worlds collided because they were yeah. both on different trajectories, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Dan Hooker, I mean, he had to lose a lot of weight for this this match. He looked terrible, didn't he? He looked terrible. I can't believe he made it. I, me neither. <laughs> me, <laughs> me neither. Know? Me neither. Um, Arnold Allen, um, he comes in and starts a brawl with uh, Dan Hooker. Normally, you don't want to brawl no, with Dan you Hooker. Don't. But, you know, all that p- pressure Arnold Allen does pr- put on Hooker. Um Allen secures his biggest knockout victory against Hooker in the very first round and extends his winning streak. But I, I'm going to tell you, uh, the ref saved him because Hooker was not – he was going oh, no. out of his shield. No. He, he just kept eating punches. And, you know, I, I think at one point I was yelling at TV going, ref, stop. Can please, you stop it? Yeah, I said stop, the same. Man. I said, I said yeah. the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Dan Hooker is not going to go out on his shield at all. Or he's not going to – 
he's not going to give up, right? That's he's right. he's going right. to continue. Um, that's why we respect him so much, and that's why we, the UFC likes to see him fight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it was terrible. It was a, a terrible standing TKO. Yep. Uh, Arnold Allen just uh, overwhelmed Hooker. Uh, Hooker didn't even know what to do uh, no, at one didn't. point. No. Um, uh, he did land one big shot, where it did either either Arnold Allen slipped. Or he did catch him to to kind of drop. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if he slipped or not. Um, well, Arnold Allen now eighteen and one overall, but nine and zero in the UFC. Where do you see him next? Well, he's currently ranked seventh. Um, I'm saying anyone in the top ten. Uh, I've got a Calvin Cater comes to mind at fourth. Gagey Chikasa or maybe a Josh Emmett are all good fights to make. Yeah, I also have a Calvin Cater, and I think he even called that out. Oh, he did. Um, and also a Josh Emmett. So one of those two, I think those would be great fights um, for Arnold Allen. Uh, Allen looks like a tough, tough night out. He sure he? does. And that yeah. division, again, another name is coming up in that division, the yeah. lightweight division. How about uh, for Dan Hangman Hooker, who is now 21-12 and 12 overall, overall 8, 11 and 11-8 in the UFC? Well, he's not ranked in this division. Um, yeah. And I honestly don't know what to do with him. Uh and I don't think he does either. I mean, I don't. He looked terrible in this fight. Uh, he looked terrible at the weigh-ins. Um, does he go back to go up and weigh? Does he stay? In, I I don't know. What What is your thoughts on him? Well, if he stays in this division, um, I have him, and I don't know if I'm setting him up, but uh, a Cub Swanson. Okay. You know, which would be a fun fight. It would be a fun, fun fight, fight yeah. right? Um, or Shane Burgos, who's also um, a fun fight. So, sp- speaking of the previous guy we talked about, Clay Guida, right? Mm-hmm. Is Hooker going to be another Clay Guida that we don't care if he wins or not because he just we just know he brings it and he's going to have a, a decent fight? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I hope not. I think we respect him a little bit more than that, you know. Okay. What I mean? Where, uh, where I think he deserves more. I mean, maybe I just haven't been a Clay, Clay Guida f- aficionado for this many years uh-huh. you know as maybe as you have if yeah. he's probably seen him through his ups and downs yeah uh, where i've only seen quake guida through his the, the latter part of his career okay so um i hope not i really ho- don't hope that we always just feed him to the lions and see what happens yeah yeah you know what i mean okay so well arnold allen um continues that that good uh streak for ufc fight night aspinall and uh volkov yeah another, another good fight Next up on the card, we do have the main event, Alexander Volkov versus Tom Aspinall. 44% of the vote went for Volkov, and uh, 56 of the vote vote went for Tom Aspinall. This was a big pressure fight for both men because with a win, it puts him in the conversation for a title run. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in that logjam of the heavyweight division, um, you still have uh, someone trying to vie for that position. Absolutely. Well, in the end, we do have Tom Aspinall defeating Alexander Volkov via submission in the first round. Um, Aspinall just overwhelmed him. Just overwhelmed him. uh, Was too quick. You know, he's fitting the mold of your new heavyweight uh, specimen, I guess. Yeah, Serial Gone. Yeah, Serial Gone. Um, that would be a great fight for him later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Volkov just 
looked so out of place. He he looked like the old guard, right? Yeah. So Aspinall was was good on his feet, had good striking, right? And if you want to take it to the ground, heavyweights don't normally do that. Yeah. I mean, that's not really an old guard kind of style. Took him to the ground, ha- handled him yeah. handily. And I was really surprised that he got a submission by a straight arm lock. Yeah. It, so that it was really surprised str- me. Yeah, it was. Because he tried for a Kimura and didn't get it. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, he's trying for that again. And then... Here we go, a tap. Just something, yeah. yeah. It just it just tapped. You can see the disappointment in disappointment in Volkov. Yeah. Um. I think he's, uh, kind of looking maybe now towards the end of his career. But before we get to that, how about Tom Aspinall? What do you think is next for his next step in his career? Well, he's currently eighth, twelve and two, five and zero oh now in the UFC. Uh, he did have a name he called out. He called out the Shuey himself. Tia Talavusa. What do you think about him? Now that would be an amazing fight. I, I would be. I would really would like that. Um, if Tai Talavusa doesn't want to lose his spot in a championship, yeah, uh, a rotation because that's a hard day, hard yeah. night out, yeah, right? Because then that for sure should be a, a championship contender, right? Because um, or the winner of that one fights Cyril Gon for the title because I'm sure they're going to do yeah. an interim pretty soon. Or another one I have here is maybe the winner of this week's fight, uh, main event, Curtis Blades versus Dacus. Okay. Dacus. I did not see that one. I actually have another name. All right. But I'm afraid I'm feeding them to the wolves. Okay. What about a Derek Lewis? Oh, wow. Derek Lewis needs to fight? Yeah. In Houston? <laughs> We're not going to do it in Houston, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No, no. Boy. Did, like, Aspinall, I feel like he's a favorite in some, like, even the Shuey fight. I, I, he may be a, a favorite. Yeah. I don't know about Derek Lewis. Yeah, I think that with Derek Lewis, if he catches you at least one time, Ooh. that's it. You, you're it's done. It's over, right? Yeah. So, yeah. man, that, that would be interesting. What do you got for Volkov? Uh, Volkov, he's, what, 34 and 10 now overall, 8 and 4 in the UFC. I think he's on a, what, four fight losing streak, three fight losing streak, or something like he that. He is, and he's fought a lot of people in the division already. He sure has. Um, I'm looking down, uh, looking at him down the line. I see maybe a Ghost of Sakai okay. or a Walt Harris. Oh, okay. On that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at a matchup that we're, that's coming up, and he'll fight the loser of it, Rosenstroke against Tibera. Yeah, I like that one, too. Yeah. I like that one. Um, well, th- that's, I mean, shoot, that was a, a great night in the office, right? Yeah, and you, you tried to spoil it at the beginning of what the rating is, <laughs> but now I want to hear what your rating is. Well, before I spoil it, yeah. What do you, who do you think won performances, performance awards this night? Uh, I think they gave it to all the main card, right? It yeah. almost feels like it, right? Um, let me let me just start at the top. I I think Aspinall deserves a, a fight of the night, right? Sure. Yeah, he got it. He got it. Okay. Well, he uh, got he got performance of the night. Performance of the night. Yep. Um, well, hell, Allen, he he knocked you know Hooker in the next week. I kind of feel like he should get one. He he did. He did get okay. He get okay. That. Hold on. That's only two. Uh, usually they only do two. So now you, you're looking at me like there's another one. Okay. Well, I'm going to assume Pat, Patty Pimblip, right? Hometown. He did get one. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yes. Okay. Well, then that should be enough. But then I look at this next fight. Uh, Gunnar Nelson. Boy, he kind of dominated that fight. Was that a performance? No, he did not. Okay. Okay. Well, good. At least I'm not undefeated. Okay. What about Tip? Taporia. He did get a uh, performance. He award. did. Yeah. And I kind of kind of left the most exciting fighter, uh, McCann. I mean, she kind of deserved a, a fight, fight of the night, but they can't have that much money, can they? Uh, yeah, they, they sure did. So they, they also gave What? Her, in, all, in total, they gave nine bonuses for that night. That's got to be a record, right? Yeah, it has to be right. 
That's crazy. Nine different uh, performance awards, $50,000 each. Well, good for them. They yeah. deserve it, yeah. right? It was a very exciting card, and you could almost argue you'd like to have the card in London every week at this yeah. point because it was amazing. It was an amazing fight. So, in the end, we do have all everyone that did a fin- made a finish or got a finish okay. for the night got a bonus. Good for them. Yeah, definitely. So, now to our rating for tonight. You know, I don't, I don't want to give a 10 because a 10 is just... I don't think it's ever achievable, right? A ten. And here's the thing: you're you're fixing to give a rating off last week's card that was clearly a great card too. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. I mean, we had Two them. Weeks in a row. We had. I think you had eight and a half. I eight only had half. almost nine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So where well, do you? At? I have a nine. I have a nine. Like a really good. Wow. Nine. And yeah. that's this is not even a pay per view. Not even a pay per. I think that's what. If it was a pay per view, then I'd be like, yeah, it's a ten. But it's a nine, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll stick to my guns right there. Well, I, I, I agree with the nine. I yeah. almost want to go higher. And I'm trying to think uh, yeah. what would make this card go higher. Like, if, if you were to give it a 10, yours would be US, or would be pay-per-view quality, right? Pay-per-view and maybe all knockout, knockouts or all, all finishes. Well, Gunnar Nelson messed it up for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they literally went five and one, dude. Literally, yeah. You, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... Boy, a solid night. A solid night. Solid night. Yeah. Well, very good. Yeah, a very enjoyable evening, at least in in my home, to watch those fights. Yeah, definitely. Well, that brings us to this week's fights for March 23rd, UFC Fight Night. Uh, Where is it? Closed it. 33. Columbus, Ohio. USC Fight Night 33, Curtis Blades versus Dawkins. Back on the train, this time in Columbus, Ohio. Came back over here. Yeah, definitely. Right. This time, first time outside of Florida, uh, Nevada, or Texas, or California. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. Things are getting back to normal. First up on the card that we're previewing is Alexi Olenek versus Ilir Latifi in a heavyweight division clash. So this is at 225 to 265 pounds. Francis Naganu is our current champion. Now, Lair, the sledgehammer, Latifi, is 38 years old. He's 15 and 8 with six KOs, four submissions, and five decisions. He is currently ranked 20th in this division. His last fight was a decision in June of last year, and he is 1-3 in his last four fights. Now, Alexi, the boa constrictor. Olenek is 44 years old, 59-16, and 16, with eight KOs, 46 submissions, and five decisions. He is currently ranked 13th in this division. His last fight is a loss by decision, June of last year, and he is also 1-3 in his last four fights. Now, Latifi is a minus 150, and Olenek is an underdog at plus 125. Alexei Olenek is from Russia, standing at 6'2", with an 80-inch reach, representing Russ Fighter MMA. He made his UFC debut back in June of 2014. He has five performance awards. Notable wins come against Fabricio Verdum, Maurice Green, and Mark Hunt. Notable losses come against Sergei Spivak, Chris Daukas, and Derek Lewis. Ilir Latifi is from Sweden, standing at 5'10 with a 75-inch reach. He represents All-Stars Training Center, made his UFC debut back in April of 2013. He has one performance award. Notable wins come against Tanner Bosser, Ovis St. Peru, and Tyson Pedro. 
Notable losses come against Derek Lewis, Volkan Ozdemir, and Ryan Bader. Wow. Did, did you just say that uh, Olenek fought Mark Hunt? Mark, yeah, he's been in the game. That Think long. about that. Yeah. That guy hasn't been in the game for five years, yeah, and yeah. he was a legend for a while. Well, even uh, Marie, Fabricio Berdoun. Ooh, that's another yeah, that's name. That's another name. That's, wow, uh, blast that, from the past. Yeah, definitely. Who do you have in this in this uh, match? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it should be Latifi. He's, he's the younger fighter, um, but he doesn't have the experience, and Olenek is formidable, and if, if Olenek can get him on the ground, it's over. If Latifi can keep it standing, then it's a win for him. But I'm going to go with Olenek by submission. I have Ilir Latifi by technical knockout yeah, in I, the third. I figured you were going to do that. All right. Next up on the card, we have Matt Brown versus Brian Barbarina. So this is in the welterweight division, 170 pounds. Kamara Usman is our current champion. Now, Matt, the immortal Brown, is 41 years old. He's 23 and 18 with 15 KOs, six submissions, and two decisions. He is currently ranked 32nd in this division. Now, his last fight was a win by KO in the second round, June of last year, and he is 2 and 2 in his last four fights. Now, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina is 32 years old. He is 16 and 8 with 10 KOs, two submissions, and four decisions. He is currently ranked 55th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision in December of last year, and he is also 2-2 two two in his last four fights. Now, Brown is a favorite at minus 110, but Barbarina is also a favorite at 110. Interesting. Matt Brown is from Cincinnati, Ohio, standing at 6 foot. He's standing at 6 foot. He has a 76-inch reach fighting out of or representing Immortal Martial Arts Center. He made his UFC debut back in June of twenty of 2008. He has six performance awards. Notable wins come against Diego Lima, Diego Sanchez, and Tim Means. Notable losses come against Carlos Condit, Donald Cerrone, and Robbie Lawler. Bar- Brian Barbarina is from Glendale, Arizona, standing at six foot. He has a 72-inch reach. He represents MMA Lab, made his UFC debut back in December of 2014. He has three performance awards. Notable wins come against Darian Weeks, Anthony Ivey, and Jake Ellenberger. Notable losses come against Jason Witt, Randy Brown, and Vicente Luque. Boy, you're bringing out some names from the past on these fighters. I mean, did you just tell me that Brown has fought Condit? Sure did. Okay, and then Diego Sanchez? Diego Sanchez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That guy's been around forever. Forever. Still around. Yeah, he actually fought uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so... Let me start with you. Who do you got in this? You know what? Man, this is a hard one. This is almost a toss-up for me. Well, the um, odds say a toss-up. Yeah, it sure is. Um, For some reason, I'm leaning towards Matt Brown. I like Matt Brown. Even though he's an older fighter. Yeah, I just... That surprises me that I, I figured I was typing already in that you were going to get Barbarina. <laughs> I was, I'm leaning towards that. Okay. But, but I don't know. I just remember Matt Brown and his elbow. I know, right? That, that's what I that's that's what what I fear the most. Okay. <laughs> so Brown, how do you like your Brown? Uh, I, I'm gonna say take it TKO. If I'm gonna pick him, I'm just going ahead and say TKO first round. Okay. Well, we're on the same page because I like Brown yeah, by TKO definitely. in the first round as well. All right. So yeah, we, it's just something about that that veteranism. In I, him, right? I, yeah, I think he has too much experience. Yeah, he does. 
Next up on the card, we have Askar Askarov versus Kai Kara France. So this is in the flyweight division, 125 pounds. Brandon Morano is our current champion. Now, Askar Bullet Askarov is 29 years old. He is 14-0-1, four KOs, seven submissions, three decisions. He is currently ranked third in the division. His last fight was a win by decision. March of this year, and his only blemish on his record was a draw in 2019. Now, Kaya, don't blink, Kara France is 28 years old. He's 23 and 9 with 11 KOs, three submissions, and nine decisions. He is currently ranked fourth in the division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, December of last year, and he is 3 and 1 in his last four fights. Now, Askarov is a minus 280, and Kara, Kara France is a plus 230. Askar Askarov is fighting out of Russia, standing at 5'6 with a 67-inch reach, representing Burkhut FC. Made his UFC debut back in September of 2019. He has no performance awards. Notable wins come against Joseph Benavides, Alexandre Pantoja, Tim Elliott, and he has no losses but does have a draw versus Brandon Moreno. Kai Kara Francis from New Zealand, standing at 5'4 with a 66 and a half inch reach, representing City Kickboxing. He made his UFC debut back in December of 2018 with three performance awards. Notable wins come against Cody Carbrandt, Rodrigo Bontarine, and Tyson Nam. Notable losses come against Brandon Royval and Brandon Moreno. Well, this is a fight I don't want to pick. I know, right? It's a, that's a, the, one of those another toss up, I guess. This is a, a really a toss up. Yeah. These guys both bring it. They're tough as nails, right? Yep. They're ranked third and fourth. I mean, what else do you want in in this fight? You know. But I'm gonna drink that even killed grape Kool Aid of undefeated, and I'm gonna go with Oscarov by decision. I'm also gonna go with Askarov, um, also by decision. Okay, but I'm giving you a caveat. I wouldn't be surprised if France wins. No, I, not, not at one all. bit, not right? At all, not at all. Next up on the card, we have Joanne Wood versus Alexa Grosso. So this is in the flyweight division, 125 pounds. Valentina Shashenko is our current champion. Now, Joanne Jojo Wood is 35 years old. 15 and 7 with 5 KOs, 1 submission, 9 decisions. She is currently ranked 12th in this division. Her last fight was a loss by submission in the first round, November last year, and she is 1 and 3 in her last four fights. Now, Alexa Gracio is 28 years old, 13 and 3 with 4 KOs, 0 submissions, and 9 decisions. She is currently ranked 7th in the war in this division. Her last fight was a win by decision February of this year. And she is 3-1 and one in her last four fights. Now, Gracios is a minus 195, and Wood is a plus 165. Joanne Wood is fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada, standing at 5'6", with a 65.5-inch reach, representing Syndicate MMA. Made her UFC debut back in December 2014. She has one performance award. Notable wins come against Jessica I, Andre Ali, and Ariana Arina Lipsky. Notable losses come against Talia Santos, Lauren Murphy, and Jennifer Maya. Alexa Grasso is from Guadalajara, Mexico. She stands at 5'5 with a 66-inch reach, representing Lobo Gym MMA. She made a UFC debut back in February of 2017. She has one performance award. Notable wins come against Macy Barber, Jean Yoing Kim. Notable losses come against 
Carlos Esparza, Tatiana Suarez, and Felice Herring. Well, this is going to be an interesting fight. Um, I'm going to go with Gracio, but I'm going to tell you, Woods needs a win. That's the problem on this one. Well, you know, I have the same uh, feeling. I'm going for Grasso because Wood does need that win. As far as you know, she hasn't won in a couple of fights. I think no, one in three. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm going. And Grasso's on the two fight winning streak. I think. Yeah, she's three three and one in the last four fights, and you know, also she's the younger fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she goes for the knockout where and Woods does too. But man, yeah. I'm going to go with Grosso with the decision win. Okay. And I am as well. Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening live on ESPN Plus from Columbus, Ohio. Curtis Blades versus Chris Dalkus. And this is in the heavyweight division. 225 to 265 is the weight limit. Francis Nagano is our current champion. Now, Curtis Razor Blades is 31 years old. 15 and 3 with 10 KO, zero submissions, and five decisions. He is currently ranked six in this division his last fight was a win by decision september of last year and he is five and one in his last six fights now chris dukakis is 32 years old 12 and four with 11 ko's zero submissions and one decision he is currently ranked ninth in this division his last fight was a loss by ko in the first round december of last year and he is also five and one in his last six fights now blades is a minus three three ten and Dukakis is a plus 250. Curtis Blades is from Chicago, Illinois, standing at 6'4 with an 80-inch reach. Representing Elevation Fight Team, he made his UFC debut back in April of 2016. He has two performance awards. Notable wins come against Jorzinho Rosenstruck, Alexander Volkov, and Junior Dos Santos. Notable losses come against Derek Lewis and twice to Francis Ngannou. Chris Dalkus is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, standing at 6'3 with a 76-inch reach, representing Martinez BJJ. He made his UFC debut back in August of 2020. Performance, he has three performance awards. Notable wins come against Alexi Olenek, Parker Porter. Notable losses come against Derek Lewis. Man. So this, at least the odd makers, do not think it's an even fight. I think this is an even fight. I think so, too. I mean... I, Dawkins is a young, young up and comer. Her his only loss against Derek Lewis, which was one of he took a lot of good shots from Derek Lewis, um, but finally Derek Lewis put but, him down. But you say young, mm-hmm. Blades is a year younger. Oh man, is that crazy? Yeah, so it's thirty one, thirty two, right? If I told you Blades, which I did, has uh, ten KOs in, in on his record, right? Would you believe that Dukakis has more? He has eleven, wow. right? Yeah, they're both five and one. I mean. This should be a pick'em. Sure, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't get that. And, and do you have an opinion of why you think Blades is 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 a big favorite at minus three ten? I believe his looks. They probably look at his uh, his whole body of work. He's beaten, knocked out J- Rosinho Rosenstruck. He's uh, beaten Volkov, Dos Santos, really yeah, name worthy right. opponents. Whereas uh, Dalkus has wins over Olenek. Porter, people not really in the level of right. the Rosenstrokes of the world. So, with that being said, who who do you like in this one? Man, I like Curtis Blades. And Curtis how do you Blades. like your how do you like your Blades? Uh technical knockout second round. TKO second round. 
Well, I think this is going to surprise you. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the older fighter. Yeah, yeah, the older fighter. Dukak- and I think clearly it's going to be a knockout. So I think it's going to be a knockout. I think it'll be a knockout in the first round. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you say he's the older fighter, but he just started. He made his UFC debut back in August of 2020. Oh. And then uh, Blades made his UFC debut back in April of 2016. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? That whole thing's crazy. Well, that is going to be a good main event. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you think this is going to be three weeks in a row we're going to give a 9.0 on the card? I mean, we got the names on there. We got Blades. We got Askarov. We got Kai Kara France. We do. Um, we have a uh, uh, you know Grosso and Joanne Wood. Alinek is yeah. is there, and um, Matt Brown. Matt Brown, yeah. I so mean, we have some names. There's potential. That's right. Well, that brings us to our MMA uh, news for the week. Do you have something? I do. So targeted for July, we have a Murano versus Figueredo four. What do you think? Oh man, is it too soon? Do you think it's too soon for a fourth fight? I don't think so because the problem is is that it seems the world has a uh, short attention span. Yeah, I guess and so. And you need to while the iron is still hot, uh, you know, hot. Let's let's make that fight. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but for me, I, I wish uh, I wanted. Uh, I think I don't. Even, I didn't even think I wanted Moreno to fight the third one just yet. Yeah, but he did right. And yeah. now it's coming around with the fourth one. Um, but what questions does that answer? A fourth fight. It's not going to answer any questions if the challenger wins, right? Yeah, exactly, right? So th- are we going to do a fifth one right afterwards? Well, maybe we'll be fast and furious and get to 10, yeah, right? 10, <laughs> 10 fights? I mean, yeah, Rocky, Rocky, uh Rocky 12? Yeah, Rocky 12. Yeah. Well, um, breaking news. I don't know if you heard this yet, but it will be Sunday night. We have Obi Cummington and George Mossvidal coming uh, together in a restaurant, uh, outside of a what? restaurant in Miami. Yeah. Oh, they sat down. Right, broke bread together. Yeah. No, no, no. It, right. well, there was, something did break. What? It was uh, Kobe Cummington's tooth. Was what? Broken. Yeah. D- bad food? What? <laughs> no. Uh, George Masvidal landing a couple shots on uh, uh, Kobe Covington. And where was this? In Miami. Okay. So there's not three restaurants in Miami. There's thousands, right? Thousands. How in the world did well, they you know, both end up at the same restaurant? Well, you know, it, everyone posts on on internet saying, hey, I'm here, here, or I'm partying here, or whatever. So the thing is that um, Kobe Cummington was having dinner with the Nelk Boys, which is a YouTube uh YouTube channel okay. and the, the uh, creators and things okay. like that. Very famous within the UFC also. And so uh, Masvidal got word and he showed up at the um, at the restaurant, waited for him outside and snuck up on him. Uh, rumor has it, it was a sucker punch. What? And uh, got a couple of shots off and even uh, knocked out his tooth or broke his tooth, uh, Covington's tooth. Masvidal is now facing um, uh, some assault charges. Okay, so Malzadoff went up to the new king of Miami, which is what he self-proclaimed Kobe mm-hmm. did, right? And yeah. sucker punched him. Uh, rumors have it. Yeah. yeah. He was wearing a mask, then uh, snuck up behind him and uh, caught him with a two-piece combo. What do you think about that? I, I find it very disrespectful. I find it disrespectful, too. I was, I was kind of disheartening uh, about... Uh, you know, just like the lack of maturity. I yeah, think. Uh, they're both professional fighters. Yeah, right. there is there is that animosity or that uh, hatred between the two, but I don't think it should go this far. But then again, uh, of course, you know, 
to each his own. The, the, if he wants to feel like he's been uh, disrespected and wants to defend his honor, then you know, I guess that's that's it. That's on him. But you know what you're getting when you fight Kobe Covington. You did get beat handily. I think we agree. Mm-hmm. Um, let it go. Let it go. Move on, man. I I, I just. And here's the thing. It wasn't happenstance that they both showed up at the same restaurant. He he seeked them out. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, that's just a bad situation all around. I feel bad of what the outcome may be for Mazadal, but, you know, I guess you kind of get your just desserts, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess uh, Mazadal, you know, did also admit it on, on uh, Instagram, made a video of himself saying that's what happens when you uh, talk about kids or talk about people's kids. So he really made it personal. Yeah. And um, and then he also confessed to the incident too. So, <laughs> Don't you feel like that this should have happened before the fight, to hype the fight? That we're now doing this afterwards? Like yeah. I'm not interested in seeing them fight again no matter what they do outside. Yeah, and the and ring, no, right? so, you know, what happens to Masvidal? I mean, is he going to face some time? I mean, I'm sure... Sure, yeah. you know, this is going to be worked out in the legal realm. But, um, yeah, I mean, how does – how what does what action does the UFC take, if any? I, I'm i always the personal preference um, of leagues, football, UFC, baseball, whatever, that, that one thing hasn't doesn't have to do with their game. Yeah. So unless it has affected the on-field, that, that is a matter in their own personal lives. Yeah, well, let's see. I mean – I mean, uh, um, there's been worse happen, and we still see the fighter fight, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, the saga of Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling trying to get this fight going continues. Peter Yan's corner men have been denied visa for the up-and-coming fight, which has kind of put it in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, and he has come out... Uh, to see if Peter Young can find a couple replacement corner uh, men. And two people have reportedly stepped up. One is the former two-time champ, Henry Cejudo, and the other is your boy, Sugar Show Sean O'Malley. What do you think about that corner? Man, that would be great. Um, I even heard there was a rumor that he was trying to get Habib Nurmagomedov to, to also be in his corner. Look, <laughs> Sterling is already going to have problems with Peter Yan. Yeah. And then you look across that octagon and you see the star-studded grappling kings and striker kings yeah. and all the above in this corner. Yeah, this is not going to fare well for the current champ, in my opinion. I don't think so. I think it's um, he's in the world of pain, especially, you know, just it's 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 already starting off on a bad foot as far as the animal, the hatred for Sterling, right? Be- yeah. Between Yon and Sterling. And then now this... God, you talk about a M- Mount Rushmore of, of, of your quarterman. <laughs> We're talking about um, about the, the amazing fight card, the bonuses that are awarded uh, throughout the night on UFC London. But it looks like uh, Patty Pimlet revealed how much he actually made just for uh, the showing up and actually winning the fight. I have not seen that, so let me try to guess. Okay. Okay, how so, much do you think he made to show up and how much to win? Show up. Well, he's ranked 50th, and it's, he's not Connor. I mean, mm-hmm. he's technically new. He's only, now he's 2-0. and oh. I'm going to say 100 grand. Wow. He, nope. No? That's too much? That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but he... So he revealed, and okay. this is according to him, of okay. course, um, 
$12,000 to show up and $12,000 to win. Does that pay for his training for that fight? <laughs> I'm sure he has sponsors galore. Yeah, that's true. And then he gave me that 50000 extra 50000 for um, the, the bonus. Um, but gosh, that that's uh, that's incredible to think that someone showed up for $12,000. As in, it's incredible that he got paid that or it's... It, it, I can't believe he would show up for just that. Well, both ways, right? I mean, it's that's crazy. I mean, how many millions of dollars that the UFC make? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's crazy. It doesn't seem like it's enough. But again, I preface it by saying he is he is new. No matter how much hype is behind him, he is new, right? Yeah. Definitely. And he's ranked 50th. It's not like, you know, what kind of uh, fighters would come out of the woodwork if you paid the 50th ranked guy in the division 100, 100 grand, right? Yeah, exactly. They would freak out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Do you have anything else? I do not. I have one more thing. It's uh, actually two things that uh, deal with wrestling. Wrestling. And MMA one of my other time. favorite topics. Yeah, so um, it looks like... I don't know if you've heard of Gabe Gable Stevenson. He is a, a Olympic champion mm-hmm. and possibly, and I, I think he fought last weekend, um, uh, a world champion or something, right? Yeah, United uh, he's a two-time world the NCAA national champion. Okay, he um, he announced his retirement last weekend because he won the championship. And he did win the championship. Okay, announced his retirement, and rumors has rumor has it UFC. That he's, nope, going to Possibly the WWE. What? Possibly making his debut at uh, uh, WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So look. he did. He did uh, look at offers from the UFC, LF, LFA, um, and all the other uh, MMA sporting programs or MMA uh, organizations. Um, but it looks like the the WWE may have may have given him a better offer. Well, I love wrestling, mm-hmm. and I say this in jest. So you're telling me he went? He did not decide to go with real fighting. He's going with fake fighting, right? And and I, yes, you're right. So what do you think about that? That's kind of fascinating. Well, I think you, you go where there's more nor- notoriety, more money, more more ability to promote yourself. Make and I'm sure again more money. I think there's more money involved. You probably get licensing agreements because of your toys, your sporting cards, your your appearances probably make money off of all these shows that you go to uh, i'm pretty sure it's very lucrative he's probably got a lucrative deal yeah we know uh that there are more eyeballs every week on on wwe than there is ufc let's just yeah. be frank about that and honest um that's interesting yeah yeah and well, good for him i hope i hope he has success yeah definitely and uh on the other page or on the other side of that with along with mma wrestling news okay we do have a former ufc a women's uh, fighter, former USC women's fighter. She was also, she's also currently a bare knuckle fighter. A bare knuckle fighter. So hold on, uh, Ronda Rousey? No, no. Okay. Um. Uh. Well, it can't be Amanda Nunes, is it? No. Okay. Uh, we, Paige Van Zandt. Is that? Do you remember? Her? I do know Paige Van Zandt. Well, she is um a. According to reports, she has signed to uh, wrestle with AEW. Wow. Now, that's a big signing for AEW. Yeah, definitely. Because Paige Van Sant, you know, she was more of one of the popular fighters. She happens to be very attractive as well, as well as a formidable opponent in the ring. So, wow, that that's a big signing for them. 
It sure is. And uh, it's big because uh, then Paige Van Satin doesn't have to get busted up again in uh, Bare Knuckles. I don't know. Did you ever see her fight in Bare Knuckle? I did. She got her Oh, my butt gosh. Whipped, didn't she? It was crazy. I mean, in general, Bare Knuckle fighting is crazy. It is. It is crazy. Yeah. Well, that'll be... Um, That'll be interesting if, if you happen to turn the dial over to some wrestling, uh, something to look forward to, to some former fighters, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you have anything else? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps up our MMA news for the week. Um, that brings us to our Pick'em League. Okay. So in our Pick'em contest this week, um, you went 5-1 in, in MMA. Yeah, I picked, um, I picked Hooker. Man. You did? Yeah. You did. I was surprised by you picking him. Me too. Considering I asked you, yeah, you why didn't. are you picking the guy that looks like he's on death door? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, with your boxing that you went 2-0, you're at 26 wins. All right. And then I went this week 4-2 and in MMA. So you caught me by uh, a fight. Um, and I went 2-2, two 2-0 and two, two in boxing. So I am at 30 wins. So... We have an updated list. One of our former players from last season came back. Okay. Uh, Brian actually uh, came back, made some picks this week. Oh, so definitely. glad to have awesome. him back. Yeah. Um, so here's the totals. I think you're going to find this interesting. Okay. Brian, of course, is sitting at four now. Uh, Dom is at 19. Lynn is at 22. You're now at 26. Omar went 7 and 0. Again? Uh, yes. 28. <laughs> Dan is at 30. I am now at 30. All right. Shane had an off week. Oh, no. She only had three wins. Oh, no. So she <laughs> is at 30. And our current reigning undisputed champ, yeah. Shannon, is at 31, has taken oh, the lead. take the lead. Wow. 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 So we have a close race. Yeah, it's getting down to the uh, to the final stretch. We are we are seven weeks in, so this right. will be week eight. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Thank you to everyone that's continuing to vote at voting every week. We really appreciate it and really enjoy uh, seeing where everyone's picks at and uh, really enjoy the competition. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up the Fight Sheds MMA segment for this week. Do um, you have anything else you want to end? Uh, I show don't. Anything? No, okay. not at all. Perfect. Well, thank you to everyone that continues to listening to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of uh, the best of, of MMA, uh, the recapping UFC Fight Night, Blades versus Dalkas, and then preview the Fight Night for the next week. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Keep your hands up, everyone. And happy fighting. <laughs>